0: Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, whose steadfast love endures forever. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also
1: with you. Let us pray. Almighty Creator and ever-living God, we worship your glory, eternal three-in-one, and we praise your power, majestic one-in-three. Keep us steadfast in this faith, defend us in all adversity, and bring us at last into your presence. Where you live in endless joy and love. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
0: Now is the time for the children's message. Today I want to talk about creation. Because both our first reading and the psalm's response to it are about creation. Creation is a big word that means a lot of different things in different contexts. When we talk about creation in the global sense, what are we talking about? You guys get to respond because the kids are on the radio. So. Earth and, um, and the land and people and animals. Yeah. The, the land and the animals and the water and the mountains and the sky and the sun and the moon. And the way that they work together in this ongoing change that happens. God created the molten lava at the core of the earth, and God created the um, glaciers that cut mountains into, cut valleys into mountains. God created all of that, which is the same God that created each of you each of us. So God had enough attention for the whole entire world, whole entire universe, and you. And you. That's how important you are. That's how important you are, is you're on par with the rest of creation. And I think sometimes we can get lost in get lost in this idea that God's everywhere and that God made everything, and we talk about Jesus being our friend, but God God counts us with it. We count with creation. So when we're asked to take care of creation, some of the ways we're asked to take care of creation are to recycle, to uh, be cautious with our use of water, to uh, be aware of pollution... You plant a tree. What are other ways you can take care of creation? One or two ways recycle. recycle. Compost. Compost. Yep. Yeah. Don't, Don't be wasteful. Only take as much as you're going to use and as much as you need to use. Share. Uh, change the original use of items. There's lots of different ways to take care of creation. But since I said we are part of creation, Taking care of creation also means taking care of each other and ourselves. We can't ignore ourselves. We are part of creation. And since God, we want to honor God in all creation. It means honoring God in each other. We know that. But also, oh, sorry, honoring God in our own selves. Taking care of our own bodies. Taking care of our own need for rest. Taking care of our own need for Uh, re-energizing, taking care of our brains, taking care of all of those pieces of our lives that are just as important as the rest of creation. So please pray with me. God, I ask that you give us new ways to take care of creation every day and remind us to take care of ourselves as part of your great creation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. ongoing presence with the disciples will be made known through the coming of the spirit who will guide them and communicate to them jesus will and glory the holy gospel according to john jesus said i still have many things to say to you but you cannot bear them now when the spirit of truth comes he will guide you into all the truth For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. May see it. Many of you know this. I was a dancer up until well, up through college. I, I uh, was in several dance companies and performing groups and did some touring with those. I also taught dance for a long time. And uh, my, my particular areas are tap and uh, modern, although when you're in a musical, you do whatever kind of dance is choreographed for you. And I I still love to dance. I also love social dancing. When I danced, I very seldom did solos. That just usually wasn't my role. So I was always part of the chorus or part of an ensemble. And when you dance as part of an ensemble, the piece of art that's happening I mean, sometimes people call it a number or a routine or whatever, but sometimes it's a piece of art by itself. Is this thing that happens when all the dancers are dancing each their own part, but dancing them relative to the other dancers in the ensemble. And it's a thing that only exists while it's happening. Right, a dance is an active thing, it's a moving thing. Even if part of the dance is stillness, it still only exists when it's happening. And one of the things that I find particularly fun about dance, and I I would imagine it's not different for for other artists who, musicians or other performers who work with other artists to make, um, make music, make a piece of art, is that Not only am I responsible as a dancer for my own part. I have to know it. I have to be able to dance it. But I also have to keep an eye on and be aware of all the other dancers with whom I'm dancing. I have to be aware of their timing. I have to be aware of their spacing. I have to be aware of minor adjustments that need to be made, depending on the wellness of a particular person, depending on the space. Sometimes a dance is choreographed in a a big studio. And when on tour, it's always a little bit fun to find out. Maybe this was good preparation for church. it's, It's always a little bit fun to find out what environment our performance space is when we actually get to a new performance space and sometimes it can be very different from the the space where the dance was choreographed. So everybody has to make adjustments. Some of the adjustments we've talked through ahead of time, some of them we haven't. And if we don't attend to our own part, we can mess up somebody else that depends on our part. But if we don't pay attention to what's going on in the other dancers' parts, we can run into them we can trip them, we can get off timing. I gotta tell you, much like you know when you're, when you're singing and you're listening to something that's just a little bit off, or you're on Zoom and you can't pray or do something at the same speed, it's disconcerting. Yeah, do that dancing. It's, it's, or I guess it's whenever you're out of step with somebody, in social dancing too, if, if um, you're out of step with somebody. And with social dancing, sometimes you have very intentional leadership, uh, which which happens in, in ensemble dancing sometimes it doesn't. I'm talking about all of this, because when we talk about the Holy Trinity, we're 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 given this reminder of of God's existence and our understanding of God that's part of our identity as Christians, this Trinitarian God. Because not all people accept a Trinitarian understanding of God. Not even all people who identify as Christian understand a Trinitarian understanding of God. Uh, And there are also Christians who will define that as a requirement. So that's not my debate right now. My concern is that it's it's a... complex idea that gets explained over and over again in different theologians, in our hymnody, in our creeds. You know the creeds every week that we say? Part of why we say them every week is because they've been said at worship service for hundreds and hundreds of years since as early as 300. Every week. Same creeds, different, different language translation, but same creeds, because they're not scripture, right? They're these understandings of God that were formulated to say, okay, this is how we understand God. This, this, is, this is how we get it. Let's, let's just review this every week so that we can kind of get some kind of attachment to what is this trinity God the Father, I imagine a lot of us have a concept of what God the Father is. God the parent, God the creator. The, that's that transcendent, all-inclusive existence that is from before there, there was time that creates us, that both creates, creates the universe and creates us as individuals. And I would venture to guess most of us have an understanding of Jesus. A person in history, a historical person, historical meaning came and lived a human life on Earth. We can actually document when it happened in history. Jesus. And then we have the Holy Spirit which I would venture to guess most of us have some concept of in terms of, of God's eternal presence with us, that, that more intimate presence, that, that, that response that we get. Like John said, you know, Jesus speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, that, that way that we're connected through the Holy Spirit, that living being that guides. And, and we're doing good until we try to say, OK, but they're all one, but not the same. What the heck is one, but not the same? Because in John, we also hear here the word was in the beginning with God. The word was God. Jesus says in this passage, all that the Father has given me is mine, and the Spirit will proclaim it to you. So there's this oneness that we've been talking about for, for all of the Easter season, because that's how John talks about it uh, in the Bible. But what it's still... A little bit hard to put together. Now, I'm also going to make a guess that most days, all of that confusion doesn't hold you up. You still go about your business, taking care of what you're going to take care of, doing devotions. If you're doing devotions, you know, working, providing service, loving whom you love, right? I, I would venture to guess it doesn't stop you from functioning. Think it's supposed to. I mean, every every gift that God gives is, is, is to, to bless life, to sustain life, to fulfill life, not to interfere with life. Nevertheless, taking some time away to talk about it can, can remind us of our place within that godliness that. We claim. That we claim in Jesus' life, death and resurrection, that we claim in baptism, that we claim at the meal. So I liken it to a dance. (laughs) You'll see the hymn of the day is related to this. But but that dance, the, the relationship between God, Godhead, Father, God, Jesus, Son, Incarnate, God, the Holy Spirit, that relationship is dynamic. It exists in movement, it exists in the interaction, it exists in the interplay, it is, it's not that any one of the persons of the Godhead are not fully God, but there's a a life-giving energy that comes from the interaction and the interplay. And that's the language we use when we talk about it. That's how language works. And that's the the, the one thing that's hard to grasp in anything that stays still or anything that's finite. How do you grasp the infinite with finite words or finite paintings or any finite service? It's hard to grasp because it's an ongoing moving thing okay why do i think you should care because we get to live in that dynamism we get to right and while we don't have to focus on it i think it's easy sometimes to get stuck wherever we are whatever moment we are in life whether we're dealing with a particular crisis whether we're at a particular stage, whether we're making a particular decision, it's easy to get stuck and think of our moments, our needs, our wants, our relationships, our pain, as these isolated things that can become stagnant or that can make us stagnant. I invite you to, the next time you come into something that is, is uh, the language I used was holding you up, holding you up, getting in your way, frustrating you, upsetting you, um, difficult for you to handle, painful, enraging. Just, just check. Am I moving within this? Is God's presence moving within this? Where is there movement in this? Because that's, that's the recreation of resurrection, right? Is that there's something more. We don't stop, our world doesn't stop. It's not the end. So find out where is God moving me? What's, what's the movement that's happening here? See where God carries you. And you can call it whatever part of the trinity works for you because it's always going to be that language that that is both mystery and extremely intimate. I invite you to pray with me. Gracious God, let us understand to the degree which you would have us understand. Let us walk courageously. Even when we don't understand, but trusting that your grace is with us every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray.
1: Amen. Let us confess together.
2: We We believe believe in in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Almighty, maker of of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe believe in in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only only Son of God, God, eternally begotten of the Father.
1: United in Christ and guided by the spirit, we pray for the church, the creation, and all in need. One God, giver of life, you established peace through your son and gave your church the hope of sharing in your glory. Enliven us by your spirit to speak and act in love for the sake of the world. God of grace,
2: hear our prayer.
1: Creator of all, you rejoice in creation and have given humankind responsibility for the works of your hands. Instill in everyone your spirit of care for the earth, especially in areas threatened by ecological devastation, shrinking glaciers, and lethal heat waves. God of grace, Amen. loving Redeemer, you delight in the human race. Move the hearts of world leaders to seek wisdom, speak truth, and And care for all endangered by poverty, prejudice, and violence. Further the work of international collaboration and peacemaking. Bless Juneteenth celebrations. God of grace, Abiding Comforter, you call out to all who live, restore severed relationships, and protect children who lack trustworthy caregivers. Grant hope to those who are experiencing fear. Pain or grief. God of grace, hear our prayer. Holy three, <clears throat> your community and you create community. Build up ministries that support those who are isolated or lonely. Give endurance as we nurture vital relationships in our congregation and beyond. God of grace, hear our prayer. Wisdom of ages, guide all bishops, pastors, missionaries, and other ministers of the gospel, especially presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, the Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, and Pastor Karen Perkins. Foster our relationship with partner synods, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, River of Life Life Lutheran Church, Chugiak, and local ministry partners. May our visions and actions be spirit-led. God, in your mercy.
0: Hear our prayer.
1: And for what else do the people of God pray?
0: Gracious God, we pray especially for anyone who has ever been wounded or injured because of their sexual identity or orientation. Help us all be compassionate and support healthy beings and healthy relationships.
1: For those with addictions... Holy God, we remember your saints for their strong faith and witness, even unto death, especially the Emmanuel Nine, whom we commemorate this week. Console grieving families. Stir up in us the resolve to end the sin of white supremacy and pursue the courageous path of justice. God of grace,
0: hear our prayer.
1: God of every time and place, in Jesus' name and filled with your Holy Spirit, we entrust these spoken prayers and those in our hearts into your holy keeping. Amen.
0: This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members of course are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community, and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer.
1: Let's pray. God of abundance, you have set before us a plentiful harvest. As we feast on your goodness, strengthen us to labor in your field, and equip us to bear fruit for all, for the good of all, in the name of Jesus.
0: Amen. Amen
2: power, and glory, forever and ever.
1: ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission Mission of of Resurrection Resurrection Lutheran Lutheran Church
2: Church is to promote promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all
0: people. The God of peace, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you, comfort you, and show you the path of life this day and always.
1: peace. Love your neighbor. Thanks 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 be be to God.
0: This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586- 2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.